be back in uh, Genesis, uh, Genesis chapter number 7 this evening, and uh, looking at the boarding of the ark. Last week we looked at the building of the ark, this week we're going to start looking at the boarding of the ark, uh, because we do have a business meeting this evening, we've got a bit of stuff to cover in the business meeting, most likely we're only going to look at the first point uh, there on your worksheet, uh, and then we'll, we'll be looking at the remainder of that uh, uh, next week, and so uh, just a lot to cover in the second half of that lesson. I thought, boy, with the business meeting, there's no way that we can do this justice, so we're probably just going to look at this first part, uh, but we're looking at <clears throat> the boarding of the ark. In chapter number six, God commanded Noah to build the ark, and we looked at that, how God commanded Noah to build the ark. He gave him the needed instruction. He gave him the dimensions. He gave him the material. He gave him some uh, basic instructions of what was to go into building the ark, and this is what Noah needed to do in order to preserve him and his family. In chapter number 7, we see that God gave Noah instructions uh, to board the ark, so we know that a good bit of time has passed from the end of chapter number 6 to the beginning of chapter number 7. Matter of fact, uh, enough time has elapsed uh, between the end of chapter number 6 and beginning of chapter number 7 for Noah to build the ark. And so uh, we know that anywhere from 80 to a little more than 100 years has probably elapsed between chapter 6 and chapter number 7. A lot has happened in Noah's life. A lot has happened in the family. A lot has happened in the world around them. The ark has came to a point of completion. Now, I don't know about you, but boy, I'm telling you what, those finishing touches on a project seem to last forever. And I bet you, boy, Noah and his sons, they have worked and they have worked and they have worked and they've got this thing built and now they have just been spending the last couple years trying to finish up all the little stuff. Hey, boys, don't forget to cut that pin off right there. Fellas, we got to remember that spot down the bottom we didn't get that pitched. Uh, don't forget this up here. And I mean, they just got a long list of all this little stuff they're trying to do. And we come to the beginning of chapter number 7 and the Lord tells Noah that it's time to board the ark. It's time, Noah, to load up uh, and prepare for the year-long voyage. This is time for you to get on this ship, and Noah, you're going to be on there for a while. It's time to pack up. Now, uh, I know in my family, whenever it comes time to pack up, well, we'll pack up the night before, or we'll pack up a week before. It doesn't matter. And whenever I say it's time to get in the vehicle, uh, there's another 30 minutes at least of running back in the house and getting everything they forgot. Well, I'm telling you, it's something to pack up so you can imagine uh, when God told Noah it's time to board the ark, uh, boy, I bet there was a bit of a, of a frenzy. There was a bit of a hustle. There was a bit of, man, we've got to make sure we've got this, got to make sure we've got that. Let's not forget this. Let's make sure that is stocked. And, boy, they were busy around as they were preparing to load up and be on the ark for an extended period of time. There's a few things, though, that I'd like to bring to our attention concerning the final loading and preparation of the ark. The first thing that I want to look at is who was on the ark. So we're going to read here in Genesis chapter number 7. We're going to start in verse number 1. And uh, we're going to read down through verse number 17. Uh, and then we'll jump into the lesson this evening. The Bible says in Genesis 7 verse 1, And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark. For thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. Of every clean beast thou shalt take to thee by sevens, the male and his female, and of beasts that are not clean by two, the male and his female. Of fowls also of the air by sevens, the male and the female, to keep seed alive upon the face of all the earth. For yet seven days... 
and I will cause it to rain upon the earth forty days and forty nights, and every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. And Noah did according unto all that the Lord commanded him. And Noah was six hundred years old when the flood of waters was upon the earth. And Noah went in and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him into the ark because of the waters of the flood, of clean beasts and of beasts that are not clean, and of fowls and of everything that creepeth upon the earth. There went in two and two unto Noah into the ark, the male and the female, as God had commanded Noah. And it came to pass after seven days that the waters of the flood were upon the earth. In the six hundredth year of Noah's life, in the second month, the seventeenth day of the month, the same day were all the fountains of the great deep broken up, and the windows of heaven were open. And the rain was upon the earth forty days and forty nights. In the selfsame day entered Noah and Shem and Ham and Japheth, the sons of Noah and Noah's wife and the three wives of his sons with him into the ark. They and every beast after his kind and all the cattle after their kind and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth after his kind and every fowl after his kind, every bird of every sort. They went in unto Noah into the ark, two and two of all flesh, wherein is the breath of life. And they that went in went in male and female of all flesh as God had commanded him, and the Lord shut him in. The flood was forty days upon the earth, and the waters increased and bare up the ark, and it was lift up above the earth. Father, I pray that you bless now as we look at your word, Lord, concerning Noah and the flood. Lord, as we look concerning Noah and his family, uh, Lord, boarding the ark, and Lord, as we look at these things, uh, Lord, that help us to see, Lord, some spiritual applications. Father, I pray that you will be with us now this evening. Bless in the lesson. Be at the children's meetings downstairs. I pray you'll be at the business meeting here in a few minutes. And Father, I pray that you'll bless in all that we do, that we will glorify you. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness to us. Bless us now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. The first thing we want to look at here in this passage of Scripture is who was on the ark. Now everybody knows that who was on the ark, it was Noah and two of every kind of animal. We all know that. We know that by heart. We've heard it many, many times. Uh, but I want to look at uh, some things concerning uh, uh, Noah and his family. The first thing that we see, who was on the ark, we see mankind, uh, Noah and his family was on the ark. And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house uh, into the ark, for thee have I seen righteous before me, in this generation. So there's a few things I want to consider about Noah and his family boarding the ark. The first thing that I want to consider, I'm going to pose to you as a question, and the question is this, what qualified them to board? What qualified Noah and his family to board the ark? Why was Noah and his family permitted to board the ark? What made Noah and his family eligible to board the ark when the entire remainder of the earth's population was set to be destroyed? And I believe we find an answer here in Genesis 7 and verse number 1. You see, there is an idea, there is a thought that is that is promoted a little bit that says that Noah and his family were allowed to board the ark because they were perfect. But I don't believe that's the case at all. I believe that Noah was allowed to board the ark for the same reason that you and I are able to be partakers of the salvation that God has made available to us. I don't think that Noah was able to board the ark because of any merit of his own, but he was able to board the ark because of the grace of God. Look here in Genesis chapter 7 and verse number 1, and I'll show you a key verse that I think carries a lot of meaning. And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark, catch this next phrase, 
For thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. Here we have in Genesis 7 and verse number 1 the principle of justification. We have the principle of God seeing Noah as righteous. You see, in my salvation, when God looks at me, I am justified. He sees me as righteous. Why does he see me as righteous? He sees me as righteous because of my belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. That is why he sees me as his righteous. Because I have put my belief in the Lord Jesus Christ, the blood of Jesus Christ covers me, cleanses me from all sin, and when God looks at me, he sees me as righteous. We see here in Genesis 7 and verse number 1 that the Lord said, Come thou and all thy house into the ark, for thee have I seen righteous. And you'd say, well now hang on, Pastor John. I think that you're pulling an awful lot out of this verse. Well, turn with me over to Hebrews chapter number 11. Hebrews chapter number 11, and we'll be looking at verse number 7. And I'm going to show you that Noah was allowed on the ark because he believed God. Noah wasn't put on the ark uh, because uh, he was some extraordinary person. He wasn't put on the ark because he had never done any wrong. Uh, he was put on the ark because he believed God. Look with me at Hebrews 11 and verse number 7. The Bible says, by faith, we know that faith is believing God, by faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house by which he condemned the world, and catch this last phrase, and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. God said, Noah, come on the ark. And Noah, the reason that I'm inviting you to come onto the ark is because, Noah, you are the only person left on the face of this earth that believes in me. You know what? There are two kinds of religions in this world. There are religions that believe that our salvation comes through belief in the Lord Jesus Christ, and there are religions that believe that our salvation comes through something that we have accomplished in our own power. And whenever we look at this story of Noah, if we're not careful, we will begin to base Noah's uh, ability to be on the ark on the fact that Noah was a good person. But Noah was put on the ark because he believed God. And because Noah believed God, his life was governed by the principles of God and Noah was a good person, but the goodness that we see in Noah is a result of his belief in God, not something that he did to obtain the favor of God. There is a huge difference in how we see this. There are so many people that believe they must live good lives in order to obtain the favor of God. But no, you obtain the favor of God by believing in God. And when you put your belief in Him, your life will change and your life will become a good life as a result of believing in God. We see here that Noah was qualified to get on the ark because Noah believed God. Noah lived in a wicked and a corrupt generation. Had anyone else in that wicked generation turned from their wicked lifestyle and believed on God, they would have also been invited onto the ark. The only prerequisite for getting on the ark was believing what God said. That was the only thing, believe God. Now, believing God resulted in living a different lifestyle. Believing God resulted in leaving the world behind 
getting on the ark. Believing in God resulted in being a completely different person than anyone else on the world, on earth. But the root was believing in God. Why was Noah allowed on the ark? Because Noah was seen righteous. Why was he seen righteous? Because he believed God. Noah was declared righteous the same way as you and I. You and I are declared righteous, not because of any amount of goodness that we do. We can go to church every day of our life. We can give great amounts of money. Uh, we can do good deeds. We can be a great influence in our community. We can do all these things, but none of those things will merit eternity. The only thing that will merit eternity is believing on God. So we see that, that Noah and his family was able to board the ark because they believed God. That is what qualified them. The second thing I want to notice about Noah and his family boarding the ark, uh, also I present this as a question, and the question is this, why did they need to board the ark? Why did Noah and his family need to board the ark? Now, the answer to this question is obvious. They needed to board the ark because the flood was coming. I want to make an application. In verse number 7 of Genesis chapter number 7, the Bible says, And Noah went in and his sons and his wife and his son's wife with him into the ark because of the waters of the flood. Why did, it, why did Noah need to enter the ark? He needed to enter the ark because judgment was coming. Why did he need to get in? Because the waters of the flood were upon the ark. The ark uh, uh, is a picture of salvation. Uh, and you and I can demonstrate uh, the importance of salvation through the example of Noah getting on the ark. For a hundred years, Noah has done exactly what God told him to do. For a hundred years, Noah has devoted his life to the work of the Lord. For a hundred years, Noah has influenced his family. For a hundred years, Noah has told people of the importance of this project, but when it comes down to Judgment Day, unless Noah gets on the ark, all of his years of labor is wasted. Noah's labor is not what saved him. Obedience to God is what saved him. God said, Noah, we have prepared an ark. The ark is the saving of your soul, and there is no way that you will escape this flood besides getting on that ark. It is the only way that you can do this. The ark, as I said, is a picture of salvation. And in this world in which we live, judgment is definitely coming. There's no question about it. Judgment is coming. And it's the only escape of the coming judgment is salvation through and by the Lord Jesus Christ. It is the only escape. There is no other way to escape the coming judgment. It is imperative that we prepare for the coming judgment and that we instruct others to prepare for the coming judgment and let them know the only way to escape the judgment is by boarding the ark. The only way to escape this coming judgment is by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. All that Noah had done for the past hundred years was notable. It was worth recognizing. It was worth talking about. But if you do notice... Chapter number 6, God gave the instructions. And chapter number 7, the ark was finished. There is not a chapter in the Bible that tells us about those hundred years of Noah working on the ark. Why? Because Noah's labor wasn't what was important. Believing God is what was important. 
Boy, I'm telling you what, oftentimes we put way too much focus on our own labor when what we need to be putting focus in is what God has provided. It's sad that there's many people who spend their entire life complying and applying different aspects of the righteousness of the law of God and coming down to judgment day, never putting their faith in the saving grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us in Acts 4.12, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. No other salvation. God's provided mean of salvation is through faith in the Lord Jesus and anything else you may try is worthless and useless. Why did Noah and his family need to board the ark? They needed to board the ark because judgment was coming and the ark was the salvation God had provided. The third thing I want to consider about Noah and his family is when did they board the ark? When did they board the ark? Now, this the, the first two points uh, had some spiritual application. This is more just some factual application. When did Noah aboard the ark? Now, it is interesting to note, and we won't go through and look at all these dates right now, but I encourage you sometime to look at this yourself. There are more specific dates recorded in the account of Noah and the flood than any other account in the Word of God. But Noah and the flood has multiple specific dates recording what happened, when it happened, what, the men, what Noah did, why he did it, when he did it. The, the account of Noah is full of specific dates. And I think that the Lord did that to simply drive home the fact that this is an actual event that actually happened because man wants to do his best to discredit the account of Noah and the flood. I know that you and I are believers. Most of us have grown up in church. We've heard this story. We've heard the proofs of this story our entire life. So we really don't have any trouble believing it, but you would be amazed at the amount of Christians who struggle with their faith because of this story of Noah and the ark. They just believe there's no way that it could be true. But God made sure that every detail that was necessary to prove this story as accurate and true was recorded in the Word of God. And when you look at the Word of God, you will find that He gives every detail necessary. So we want to look here concerning mankind boarding the ark. When did they board? We see that the Lord specifically tells us when they boarded. In Genesis 7, verse 11 down through 13, it says, In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, the same day were all the fountains of the great deep broken up and the windows of heaven were open, and the rain was upon the earth 40 days and 40 nights. In the self-same day entered Noah and Shem and Ham and Japheth, the sons of Noah, and Noah's wives and the three wives of his son with them into the ark. In verse 1, God told Noah it was time to board the ark. He told Noah that it would rain in seven days. If you look back at verse number 7 or verse number 1, And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark, for thee have I seen righteous before thee in this generation. You drop down to verse number 4. He says, For yet seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth. God told to Noah, he said, It's time to load up. Rain's coming, seven days the rain will be on the earth. And then seven days later, Noah boarded the ark. Now, there's a lot of folks who will say that Noah went into the ark, God shut the door, and they sat idle for seven days waiting for the rain. But whenever you look at the context, the context does not tell us that Noah sat in the ark for seven days. Instead, the context tells us that Noah worked for seven days 
packing that boat to make sure that they were ready to go so that when the rain came, everything was loaded. The, the Bible gives a clear, definite date in verse number 11 as to when the rain began. It said there in verse number 11, in the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, the same day, so that exact day, where all the fountains of the deep broken up and the windows of heaven were open. You drop down to verse number 13. It says, in the self-same day, the same day that the rain started is the same day that Noah went onto the ark. Now, there's two applications that I want to make to you here. Whenever you're in the Word of God, there are some things that make for good preaching, but we need to make sure it's what the Bible says. We need to make sure that this is what the Bible says. And now, maybe there is someone that can show me a different passage of Scripture that says that Noah was in the ark for seven days, but based on this passage... Noah loaded the ark for seven days. For seven days, they were loading the ark. And you know what? These had to be some exciting days. I can just imagine. I, I have to think that they had been preparing. Uh, they had been drying hay, drying pellets, drying feed. Uh, they had been stocking the ark. This was probably part of the construction. They had been loading water, and we'll look at a lot of this next week. And they had been getting everything ready. But at some point in these seven days, there began a miraculous journey. From all over the world, animals began to come to the ark. In the same way that God lined the animals up and brought them by in front of Adam so that Adam could name the animals, we see that all across the world these animals began lining up and here they began coming to the ark. Can you just imagine standing there and watching? You talk about a confirmation. For a hundred years, Noah has worked and worked and worked. I'm sure that there's been some guidance from the Father, from God. I'm sure that God has directed him. Perhaps God has even spoken to him as Noah worked on the ark. But for a hundred years, he's been mocked. He's been made fun of. He's been laughed at. People have told him this isn't going to happen. And then God says, all right, Noah, seven days and it's going to rain. You better pack up. Put your tools away. We're finished. We're done. It's going to float or not, Noah. You can't do anything else to it. It's time to load up. Noah rushes. He packs. They put everything in. And Sham, Ham, and Japheth are saying, yep, Dad, what about the animals? What about the animals? God said we had to load the animals. It's going to rain in seven days. There's no way we have time to get the animals. How's this going to happen? And they go out of the ark, carry the load in, and they come back out, and they look. And here they come from all over. All over, animals are coming, coming to the ark. I don't know if they had shouting spells back in. That might be something that developed in the south and that didn't happen yet in Noah's day. But Noah might have been the first guy. I'm telling you what, you talk about a confirmation that God was going to do what God said he was going to do. But not only was there a confirmation that Noah was in the will of God as he watched these animals come on the ark, I'm dipping into next week's lesson a little bit, but there was a message being proclaimed to all the people who had made fun of Noah for all these years. And I wonder, how hard is the heart of man to stand and watch as thousands of animals came of their own will and walked up that ramp and entered into the ark and they still denied God. You know what? God is still working in our day. God is still moving in our day. 
but man refuses to see the hand of God. Man refuses to acknowledge that this is God's hand at work. I, I, I am thinking that the theme for next year, I'm going to spill the beans a little bit, is going to be only God. Brother Shane Lewis, a pastor in Alabama, that was kind of his motto for his church was only God. And boy, I'm telling you, the longer I'm in this business, the more I am convinced the, uh, the fuel behind this is God. There is no other way that this can work besides God. There is no other way this can happen besides God. It is God that makes this happen. And I can see Noah standing there on top of that ramp watching them animals come up and he is overwhelmed because he believes in God, because he has trusted in God, because he has given his life to the service of God. As he watches those animals come up that ark, his, his mind is overwhelmed with the fact that this is only God making this possible. But all those people standing and watching, and maybe they weren't at the ark, maybe they were in town, maybe there was a couple states over, but they saw this caravan of animals coming up Main Street, heading to the ark. Everywhere they seen it. And yet man did not recognize the hand of God. I'm telling you what, when you start following God, you will start recognizing the hand of God. And you will realize that it is not me, but it is God at work. We see here... When did Noah load the build or excuse me, when did Noah board the ark? He boarded the ark the day that it began raining. The other application that I see here is that God will provide protection for his people when it is needed. God will provide protection when it's needed. He said, Noah, going to rain in seven days. Noah said, there's no way, there's no way. I can't get this thing loaded in seven days. You should have given me a month at least. The Lord said, load it up, Noah. And whenever he was loaded, he carried the last thing on, the last animal went in. They shut the last door, the last pen. God said, all right, now it's time to rain. God will always provide what we need when we need it. We have a tendency as people to get impatient with God. We have a tendency as people to think that God's not going to intervene, that God's not going to do anything, and we will run ahead. You remember the story of Abraham and Sarah. God said, I'll give you a son. son wasn't coming fast enough, and Abraham and Sarah uh, con uh, talked with one another and decided uh, to give Abraham Hagar. They ran ahead of God, and they caused problems. You know what? Learn to wait on God. Learn to wait on God. There's an old saying that's been around for a long time. God is rarely early, but he's never late. Just wait on God. He'll provide the protection when it's needed. I hope y'all enjoy this study of Noah's Ark. I'm just loving it myself. So I hope y'all enjoying this. Mankind, mankind, Noah and his family on the ark. Next week we'll be looking at the animals, the number of animals that was on the ark, the variety of animals that was on the ark, uh, and all sorts of things about that. And then we'll also be looking at the presence of God on the ark. So y'all meditate on that. and We'll be looking at it next week. So. Thank you, Lord. Well, we'll get ready to go into our business meeting. Brother Aaron, will you pray and dismiss this service, and then we'll go right into our business meeting. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for tonight for the service there, the Father, Lord. It's been a great pleasure, Lord, to learn in Genesis, Lord, and just learn how detailed everything is, Lord, in the Bible, and, and, and you give it word for word, and we just uh, thank you for 
Lord, all the amazing things that you've done, Lord, to, to increase our faith, Lord. And as we study these subjects, Lord, of the ark and, and Noah and, and all the details of it, Lord, it just, it just it, it amazes me, Lord. It, it keeps me in, in awe, Lord, of your great and, and, and powerful, Lord, and just how great you are and how you have everything planned out, Lord. And I just want to praise your name for that. Thank you. But it's church, Lord. Thank you for the church family, Lord. I pray you bless the meeting as we have it. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.